listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Another component of things to think about when you are, I don't know, entrepreneurial, pharmacist looking for a side hustle, someone that's a PT right now listening to this podcast and you want to write a children's book or you want to write a blog or you want to create a training course or you want to start a podcast. I mean, send me an email. Goodness gracious. Yuri at Pharmacy Podcast. I'm being serious. Contact me, I'll help you. Um, content creation and pharmacists is growing. We know that we've had um, authors on the show talking about their books. Um, we have someone from Pittsburgh, my home uh, town and city nearby. Um, actually, two um, pharmacists from from Pittsburgh. Um, I want to introduce uh, Shay Roth first. Um, she is PharmD candidate 2024, University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy, and the co-author and illustrator of a, of a book that we're going to be talking about. Um, Shay, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for having us, um, and thank you for that kind introduction. Um, like you said, I am a final year student pharmacist at the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy. Um, and over the past few years, actually beginning at the end of my P1 year, um, I've had the pleasure to work with my friend and co-author, JC, to produce some children's books centered around pharmacy. Yeah, um, I'm JC Hisashima, a graduate of the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy this year. I'm currently, I guess, in the process of, or just started my PGY1 acute care residency at UC Davis Medical Center. Um, and yeah, excited to be here to talk about our book. <laughs> All right. so. In starting out, I was talking about the roles of pharmacists. It's um, it's sprouting everywhere. Uh, it makes me feel old to say this, but I started in pharmacy a long time ago, 2004, for goodness sakes. And it was not like this. So you are, you are both experiencing what I call the new age of pharmacy that's happening. We're, we're seeing payment change changes, the way that things are getting paid for. We're seeing provider status. We're seeing pharmacogenomics, we're seeing artificial intelligence. So many things are happening in in and around pharmacists and how pharmacists are now becoming better communicators to forward wellness and public health and how that's going to impact our communities. So you're part of this. So that's why I'm so excited to have you both. Let's talk about, you know, before we started recording, I was sharing with you that Dr. Sue um, Ojigir has a, a book out called The Pharma Heroes, which is a children's book. I think that's her third or fourth children's book. There are other authors that are out there starting to cater to children. This is so important. I can't explain it. I can't kind of grasp it enough that we have to have pharmacists. We have to have pharmacy students. We have to have people that can communicate to our public about what we're really doing and how it's evolving, how it's changing. And Starting with children is important. I'm a father of four uh, daughters. My youngest is 11. Um, we we read these books, so this is going to be a book I want to get and um, you know and share. So I want you to talk to me and talk to our audience and our listeners about um, 
about your concept, just we share uh, an interest in this. Why is it important that pharmacists are, are authors and and explain even even focusing on um, on children? Yeah, of course. Um, so I can kind of talk about how this whole project came to be. Um, it's actually pretty a random story, but JC and I were just talking the one day and I had mentioned to her that this was like always a goal of mine. I always wanted to write a children's book, but I never really knew what to do it on. Um, and JC came up with the idea of, Hey, it would be a great idea to write a children's book on pharmacy, um, explaining the different kinds of careers you can have within it. Um, and really just getting to inspire kids at a young age. Um, so I said, you know what, that's right. You're right. Like, that's a great idea. Um, so we reached out to some faculty at Pitt for some guidance on that, um, under Dr. Randy Smith. And he really was just so excited with the idea and really wanted us to pursue it and, um, has supported us from there. So that's kind of how the book came to be. Um, but we just really saw a need for education and younger kids and to expose the profession early on. Um, we know that across the country, like pharmacy admission rates are down for pharmacy schools. And just ever since COVID, it's kind of been hard to recruit people into healthcare and specifically pharmacy in general. Um, so this was a really great way to kind of show kids and get them excited about a career early on. Yeah. And I'll add to, um, the university of Pittsburgh, their whole thing is like personalizing your education. So I feel like for me as a student, it was really easy to talk to any faculty member at any time about what they're doing. And I'm also was a part of a program where we were recruiting students to not just our school, but to pharmacy, as Shay kind of mentioned, there's that need. Um, and so while doing that, I was engaging a lot of the faculty members and kind of showing the students like this is what you can do with a PharmD degree. And they were just so blown away every single time we had two different programs. And I think that's what kind of triggered me telling Shay, like, I think we should talk about this more because me as a student in high school, thinking about my career, I did not think residency was even a thing. And there are so many other things that you can pursue. So I think that's kind of another reason why I was like, we should just do it and kind of get kids started at a younger age. <laughs> yep. And, um, I'll add to that, like our, the first book shows a bunch of different careers in it, but it is not all encompassing. And I feel like even now I'm still learning about careers every day. I find out about something new in pharmacy that you can do. Um, so it's very surface level, but it at least engages and introduces the concept to children. Excellent. That's where it starts. There are, there are kids. I remember when I was young and, you know, I had no interest in being a doctor. But if you would have told me as a young child what a pharmacist did, that really seriously interests me. Like the, I didn't want to touch blood. I didn't want, you know, didn't want to get involved that way. But I loved helping people. I love the thought of science, you know, biology. I wasn't good at math. Um, so that's why I'm not a pharmacist, by the way. I'm a marketer and a publicist. So that that's, this is where I belong. Because I want to amplify the two of you. And um and you know what? I think you're going to help to start a trend because imagine if you could gather up, if we're if you are listening, you're a pharmacist, if we could gather up the the publishers in pharmacy every once in a while to really meet up together. If if And this is an invitation. If you want to do this through a huge webinar through the Pharmacy Podcast Network, you're more than welcome to because we have an initiative in developing more educational support content 
for um, pharmacy students through our uh, mobile education symposium, um, which is going to be coming up in November of 2023. And, and actually a member of Pitt will be there. We're not, just not sure exactly who yet. Uh, WVU, Pitt, um, and Duquesne will be um, will be interviewed and and kind of integrated into the uh, the conversations. Um, and our podcasters is there as well. Um, a shout out to Mark Garofoli from WVU School of Pharmacy. He's our pain pod guy on the on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Um, but think about this: Pedi- pediatricians and pharmacists and the specialties that are coming out of pediatrics. We have a show that's called the pharmacist, the pediatric pharmacist review. It's all about just pediatrics, right? You are doing something very special because now we can reach the, you know, give these books to or get or or get books to uh, pediatricians' offices. And while the child, you know, and parent is there, and they could pick up the book and read. And I think it information and education not only helps to obviously educate, but it brings down the nervousness maybe of a child that they're maybe worried about being at the doctor's office. And and now getting them to think about these things that you're presenting gets their gears turning. So I think you both are wonderful and, and I'm very proud of you. Thank you. We appreciate that. <laughs> so tell me about a little bit about how you picked the new roles or the roles that you kind of describing to um, to the children through the book. Yeah, I I feel like I touched upon it earlier, mentioning like all the just the wide breadth of faculty members that we have at our school of pharmacy. And so writing this book was actually very easy. And it was a quick process for me and Shay, we had direct inspiration from our very own faculty members. And when drawing up the characters, it was pretty easy for Shay to look up a photo of them. And so yeah, that's kind of how we decided what specialties to highlight. And as Shay mentioned, I feel like we did miss out on a lot more, um, but perhaps part two, I don't know. (laughs) Absolutely. You have to keep going. Yeah. I could see this being a side hustle basically for the rest of your life. And until you guys start a publishing company that's dedicated to educating uh, children about um, healthcare and medicine and, and safety, because it's a, there's a there's a business idea for you. Just just as long as you're a publicist, you make me your communications guy, um, I'll be happy. Yeah, so that's kind of I guess um, after we published the first book, people kept asking, "What's next? Like, what are you guys gonna do next?" And for a while, it was like, "Oh, like we published a book. Like, is that it?" And then um, Dr. Smith, who had been the one that like really helped us out with the first book and really was our faculty mentor throughout it. Um, had mentioned to me, he thought it would be a really good idea to do a book on childhood diabetes. Um, so that's what we ended up doing next. Um, it seems like it's a thing in the summer, every summer we kind of take on a new project. So that was last summer's project, uh, where we wrote a book about, um, understanding childhood diabetes for children, uh, but not only explaining the condition and just basically like the physiology of diabetes itself but also then tying in pharmacists and how they can help you manage your diabetes, how they can help you keep healthy um, and how you can rely on them for education and questions um, throughout the book as well. So that was our sort of first, our, I guess our first project to stem out of this. Um, and now we're currently working on another book as well um, for asthma and children and kind of explaining, you know, again, what is asthma and then how a pharmacist can help you manage that. Wow. 
That's awesome. I do feel like last summer it was a struggle, actually. So as I said, the first book was so easy. I feel like we wrote it arguably in a day. Um, and we like to make it rhyming just to make it a bit more fun for ourselves and a bit more of a challenge, but also for parents reading it to their children and whatnot. And I remember last summer, like looking online to already look at what's out there for childhood diabetes. And there's quite a bit. And so I remember talking to Shay, like, should we do this? Like, is this even worth our time? It's already out there. And I think that's when it clicked. And we were like, how does this fit in with the role of a pharmacist? And how can we make children understand what we're here for and I think that's made the process a lot easier and now as we're starting our next book sorry just wanted to add that <laughs> that the second book was not as easy as the first yeah for sure I like JC said like the first one I feel like there was just so much we could talk about and like we we're so proud of our faculty and proud of our school and that's something that we really wanted to showcase throughout the book and then with the um, books more focused on managing like childhood disease states it's definitely a challenge because it's sort of like okay how can I explain this to an adult in terms that they would understand then taking a step back and saying okay now how can I communicate that to a child in terms that they would understand then making it rhyme and then drawing pictures to go along with it so there's many many layers to sort of deciphering, you know, this really complex science and these medicines that even, you know, it's hard to understand even as a pharmacy student sometimes and explaining that to a child. So it's definitely a challenge, but I think it's a challenge that we're both passionate about. I will say like, whenever we get like messages from parents that have read the books like to their kids and they reach out and say like, thank you so much. Like my kid finally understands, you know, what diabetes is or my the sibling understands now like what is diabetes or even just in general like with the career book like hearing okay like I'm so glad like like parents that are pharmacists like they can like read the book to their kid and their kid can finally understand like what it is that they do um so it's just hearing the impact of the books is like something that makes it so worth it and makes it worth the challenge to again like taking these really complex ideas and communicating it but seeing that play out is what makes it ultimately worth it. I love it. I love it. It's it's amazing to see that you're just taking that initiative and you built this and now it's becoming a passion of yours. And I think it's always going to be part of your pharmacy career and who knows where it can take you. I mean, it took me 14 years to get here, you know, and it's and you just have to keep you have to keep at it. And, it, and also think about this exercising a creative part ongoing in your life that's good for us as humans where we should be doing creative stuff i i i'm hypocritical i should still be drawing i used to do cartooning and 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 every once in a while i'll do it but it should be something that's part of the exercise of of our brains and and how creativity helps us to stay sharp so it's a uh, it's good to see you doing this so i want to uh, shift gears for just a second as we um as we kind of wrap up our interview, but I do want you to kind of give shout outs to our listeners uh, about um, the process of becoming an author and, and publishing a book. Can you both share uh, from your different perspectives uh, what it was like to actually publish a book? Yeah, so I can start off by saying like, neither of us have done anything like this before. So it was a very much learning experience through it. I remember we were 
starting the first draft of the first book, like Googling, like, okay, how do we write a children's book? And like, how do we, you know, like, what, what do you need? Like, do you have a table of contents? How many pages is it? Things like that. Cause we had no idea. And so we just kind of, I guess, like started looking around, seeing what we could find, trying things out, seeing if it worked, asking for a lot of feedback to um, from adults and from kids as well. And I think we've gotten some really good ideas from that, um, specifically like with the professors that taught the classes. So like our professor that teaches the diabetes class or the professor that taught us asthma, like hearing their perspectives on it and how we can implement those perspectives into the book has been super helpful too. Um, but I feel like honestly, it's mainly been like trial and error and just seeing if something would work. And then just exploring options for publishing as well. Ultimately, we decided to self-publish through Amazon and Kindle. Um, but there are definitely other routes you can do as well. And I guess we're still navigating marketing and how to get the word out about the books. Um, pay alumni have been really helpful with doing that as well and just promoting it among like their colleagues and their network too. JC, what about you in building this book? What what was some of the processes you put into play to kind of go chapter to chapter? You had said before, you know, it took you uh, a day to really do it, but that was probably the conceptual idea. But share with the listeners like how you how you built this, how you helped to build this. Thank you. Yeah. So as I mentioned, I was able to lead a program where we're exposing pharmacy to high schoolers and college students. And I think throughout it's a five week program. And throughout those five weeks, I was already data collecting almost like I was sitting through talks. We have a community week, we have a hospital week, we have a research week. And so it was already like learning what it is that our faculty does aside from just teaching us about pharmacy. Right. And so I think that all kind of came together. And when Shay, you know, mentioned to me, I want to write a book. I was like, I feel like we already have so much content at our fingertips and like these connections already established. And so all of that was happening over a course of maybe a month or two where I was like, there's so much that they do and just so blown away by it. And all of these kids every week are like, we did not know that was a thing. And I was like, honestly, me neither. And I'm in pharmacy school. So I think that is why once we got to the writing stages, it just kind of flowed out of us maybe. Um, so yeah, the actual writing portion, I would say is what kind of took a day. Like it was so easy to just get those thoughts out there, write them on paper. And then, you know, as Shay mentioned, the editing process was maybe another month or two of, of hearing what other people had to say. Um, but yeah, I would say that was my role in it. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I love it. All right. So could you give advice to someone listening right now that wants to write a book regardless if it's a children's book or whatever something that is development of a book uh, even, maybe even white paper but what are the what are the first steps that you're that you're shouting out saying hey this is what you should be doing to get started so as jc said i feel like research is like the big thing like going in with an idea like searching to see if there are any other books out there like it, or if you're kind of coming up with a new idea and how you want to approach that. Um, and then on top of that too, just sort of like making an outline for yourself, making, you know, appropriate timelines for yourself too to get this done. Not that it has to be a deadline every time, but sort of think to yourself, okay, how much time do I want to devote to this? Um, and just kind of think of, I guess, logistics with it too. How are you going to get it out there? 
Um, how are you going to market it? Just things like that. Anything to add, JC? Um, get a partner like Shay. <laughs> She's honestly the reason that we've been so on track of things. I think seeing that this book was very much driven by ourselves with the support of faculty, it was hard to stick to deadlines, especially on that second book where we were really struggling to focus it on pharmacy and make it feel like, you know, we're not totally wasting our time seeing that there are so many childhood diabetes books out there already. Um, so I would say deadlines are very important. Um, but other than that, I don't want it to sound hard either. It was a very easy process for us because we were so passionate about it. So finding something that you want to write about, that you want to share, something you feel is important for you know children to know about related to the field of pharmacy. And I think everything we do as pharmacists is so important. So it's been pretty easy to write thus far. <laughs> we'll see how long it goes. So I think too, to echo off of JC, this is kind of, I guess, switching gears a little bit. Um, but she talked about like following those passions and how whenever it's something like this, like it doesn't feel like work because you're fulfilling those passions. And I think too, this past year, um, this is where Dr. Yair Bennett came in with University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy. And then um, a P1, now rising PT student, student um, Carla Medina Gill helped us out. Um, they had reached out to us about Carla had been talking to Dr. Yerbenik in her office and actually saw the children's books in there that we had previously written. Um, and Carla had the brilliant idea to translate these to Spanish as well to promote health literacy, not only in English speaking students, but also in Spanish speaking students. So we were able to meet with her and kind of hear her goals on it. And we thought it was a great idea. So this past semester, it was the spring semester, um, we really worked with her to reproduce these books, but in Spanish and get the word out there as well. So now they're available in two languages. And this whole thing was really driven by our interest in public health and our interest in promoting health literacy. Um, so that's something that has been kind of another segue of the project that whenever we started writing a book, we weren't necessarily planning on doing, but I think it's been really, really rewarding in that regard too. Yeah, having a supportive school and supportive staff like really did help us. Uh, I would say don't be afraid to ask for help either or to just talk with faculty and staff about what you're doing because uh, I feel like Shay and I kind of came into this blind, but when we started to tell other people what we were up to, then so many ideas came from that. So you, you mentioned Mark Garofoli and his wife. Um, they like messaged me on Facebook, for example, and was like, how do we get these books? We want to read it to a school. So just like those little things that we are not openly trying to promote, but maybe we should be, has come from just talking with other people and asking for help and letting them know what's going on, I guess. <laughs> it's a network. I mean, that's the strength, you know, it's part of it. Uh, that's that's how I've grown this publication. It's a network. I have over 50 hosts that are all contributing so much content. That's why we have a podcast every single day that comes out from pharmacists that are passionate about innovation and passionate about pharmacy care, passionate about the education that we're developing and, and helping uh, future pharmacists with. And in this case, passionate about educating our public about what pharmacists do. We have to understand, we have to be our own publicists out there, letting um, the public know because that in and of itself is part of being a healthcare provider, is making sure that you're communicating 
what is available to the to the communities that they don't even know. Wow, I didn't know my pharmacist could help me with my diabetes management, my hypertension, my um, you know, um, weight management or or lifestyle management or whatever it is, or sexual health. I mean, goodness gracious. And with the um with the announcement of of now over-the-counter contraception, I mean, we need that doesn't mean that just willy-nilly here's the medicine by public, you know, by person. It's like, hey, make sure you stop and talk to your pharmacist, ask questions, you know, ask, like let them uh, understand the bigger you as a patient, because Healthcare is personalized and you have personalized healthcare. The both of you we're so proud of you at pharmacy podcast network, diabetes, pharmacy, and me. Um, I'm so excited about this. We're going to promote this for the rest of the month, as well as into our back to school uh, features, which will make this one of our batch back to school features. But um, thank you so much for sharing this with us at, on, on the pharmacy podcast network. And thanks for being on uh, this week in pharmacy with me. Thank you so much. This was great. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs>